Hi, everyone. I'm Susan Harrow, media coach, marketing strategist, and author of the best-selling book, Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. I'm also CEO of PRSecrets.com, and I want to welcome you to the Be a Media Darling podcast. Join us on BeAMediaDarling.com and PRSecrets.com, where you'll get free goodies and also the resources that we mention in each episode, as well as other delightful things that will help you shine in the media spotlight. On Media Coaching Monday, I'll show you exactly what you need to do mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually to prepare for specific types of media appearances, including written print interviews, phone interviews, radio appearances, TV appearances, speaking engagements, podcasts, of course, panel events, and more. Tune in every Monday to get your soundbite set for your time in the spotlight. Hi, everyone. Today we have on another PR expert, Christina Days. Although, you know, I even feel funny saying that, Christina, like calling myself a PR expert. That's one of the things that we kind of have to get over, I think, calling ourselves what we are. But I still totally relate to that. So Christina Days is a serial entrepreneur who has founded and run five successful companies over the past 20 years, which is very impressive. With no resources remaining, she launched her latest venture, Cast Medic Designs. And with that, Christina taught herself everything she could about generating her own publicity, which basically provided her free advertising for her business. And we should say what Cast Medic Designs is because it's a boot that you wear when you've broken your foot. Is that right? Well, the doctor prescribes the boot and then Casmetic has what's called Medi Fashions, which are accessories that go on them to turn that awful, ugly boot into something fashionable. Nice. I actually have one of those boots when I sort of torqued out my yeah yeah ankle. So great. And since you launched that in 2012, she, Christina, has appeared in over 250 media outlets, including national and local television publications. That is a lot of media. So congratulations for that. I mean, that's a Thank lot you. of experience. Yeah. And as a result of the success, she launched PR for Anyone, PRforAnyone.com to help other small business owners have similar success which I think is just fantastic. So together with her clients, Christina has generated over seven figures in sales relating to publicity, and she's also the author of the best-selling book, PR for Anyone, 100 plus affordable ways to easily create buzz for your business. So it's PRforAnyone.com. So, so happy to have you on. As we were just talking before we started going live that we had heard of each other in the past and finally connected because we have sort of complementary ideas. And I would love to hear about first some of your experiences with your own PR and then also your experiences with helping people get their PR too. Yeah, I'd love to. And I I tell you, I I speak a lot. I speak to a lot of big groups. And the one thing I think that women do so differently than men, and this is a perfect example of it, is women collaborate. You and I do kind of the same thing, yet you know, you invited me on your podcast and you're going to be on our podcast. And I love that about women that you're right. It's complimentary what we can do for one another. And, and I think that's why women in business are really going to change things up in the world here in the next couple of years. I love that idea. And I do think it's true. And we call it like co-opetition. Like we're sort of competing, but we've got things that the other person doesn't. And yeah, I think exactly. And that's a really wonderful way to begin any kind of PR. Because I think let's talk a little bit about what PR is, because I think sometimes people have an idea and they're afraid, afraid. Of, yes. of publicity. Yes. And I love what you said, just act. The worst you're going to get is no. And I know my mantra is anything is possible. But I love that you said, that the best 
time to get PR is when you're new. And I think that a lot of newbies and people who have just begun their business would be sort of terrified about that. So talk a little bit about how a newbie, somebody who's new, can get PR for their startup or whatever business they are just as much as somebody who's experienced. Right. And don't be afraid if you are experienced too. Don't think, oh gosh, I'm not new because you can recreate new. You can make yourself new again. I have, uh, I use my business as a perfect example. I ordered way too much inventory, which many of us do when we start out in this kind of product-based business. So I can't really create new designs right now. But I had heard that camo was a hot fashion for women last fall. So I took my camo sock, which was actually a men's version, and I put a hot pink rhinestone flower on with it. And I put that out as my new design and I got media coverage for it. Oh, that's great. So camo, you mean like military? Like military, camo? yeah. But they oh, wow. Was... And you put pink on military yeah. camo stuff. See, yeah. I love that. But going back to being new, and you're right, people are so afraid of the media. And this is what I tell them. If you think of the media today, it's 24-7, 365. So these journalists have got to fill all of that space. You know, not only do they have their print edition, but they have their online edition too, which has to be updated every single day. You know, CNN, 24-7, all of these media outlets are just constant. So if you can put together a good pitch, a good story idea about your new business and submit it, and especially if you're a local business, local media is dying to hear about a new local business. That's one of the easiest ways to get publicity. So it's just learning, you know, I kind of have a three-pronged approach. Be newsworthy, create a great hook, and find the right journalist. And that's really kind of all. If you can put those three in place, you can really start having a lot of success with getting free media exposure for your business. I love your three points, and I'm going to repeat them again. Be newsworthy, write a great pitch, and find the right journalist. I just want to add one thing to that. Find the right journalist or producer at the right time. Right. And what's good about that, too, that you said that is, you know, just because you don't hear back doesn't mean it's a no. It could be a not now. And I've gotten that several times where I've pitched something and I never heard. And a year later, they came back and they said, you know, now it fits into what we're doing. And I've interviewed a lot of people. In the last one, I just interviewed the features editor for Parade Magazine. And I asked her specifically, I'm like, do you have a file of good stories that just don't fit now? And she said, absolutely. So I think that most producers and journalists keep that kind of a file when it's a good idea it just doesn't fit right now yeah I think that's really true I mean before I was a media trainer I was a publicist so I can tell you how many times I've finished a campaign like done like a three-month or a six-month campaign with someone and three or six months later I get a call from someone that I pitched that wants my client on now you know so all that work that I did and I would often get those calls a lot of them after my campaign with them was over and of course I would connect them and get them get everything but that's so true that no could mean not now could also mean that you did not create a great pitch so let's talk a little bit about how do you put together a great pitch because if you can't create a great pitch then you're not going to get to the next step which is either the email backer or actually talking to a journalist or a producer. Right. I say the most important thing is to know the media outlet that you're pitching. If you want to be on the Today Show or Good Morning America, you better know that program inside and out and make sure that whatever you're pitching fits into their format. 
you're trying to get an article in a certain section in a magazine, business magazine, a fashion magazine, whatever that is, make sure you know what they cover and what they write about and the kinds of stories they like to cover. That's super good advice. And I think not enough people take it, even though it's one of the most important things. I remember when I was teaching the ultimate guide to getting booked on Oprah and people would come to the course never having seen Oprah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's the same thing with getting into O Magazine. They haven't read the magazine. And it's like you're talking about, like what you said, Good Morning America or the Today Show, the top of the top. You really need to know the format, how long it is, what they like to cover, the way they like to cover it, their style and the verbiage. So you can create that pitch that sounds exactly like them. Right, exactly. And for example, the Today Show, every hour is a little bit different. You know, the earlier hours are very hard news, and then you get to the 10 o'clock hour, and it's a lot more fun. And think about on television, your average segment is about three minutes. Don't pitch the 15 best organizing tips for your closet, because you're not going to get 15 tips in a three-minute segment. So you have to really think about what you're pitching, what type of publication is. If you're pitching an airline magazine, that's a long read. Absolutely say 15 or 20, something like that. But that won't work for television. Right. It's maximum five, typically. Yeah. For the four minute or the six minute segment of which you only get two or those three minutes, you know, so you get half of that time. Tell me about what you think goes into a great pitch. Well, so again, I teach a lot. I do a lot of trainings and workshops. And what I always tell people is the two things you can do is look at a magazine when you're in the grocery store aisle or go to the library. Look at magazine covers. Those people get paid a lot of money to get you to buy that magazine, to make you want to know what's inside by reading just that little blurb that's on the front. I think AARP is brilliant at it. That's one of the best magazines. So I always tell people, you know, just even go online and Google it, but see the kinds of stuff that they put on there because it makes you want to read their magazine. And for television, listen, you know, when they say coming up next, One of my favorite, I have teenagers who do not like reading over the summer, and it was one of the local news, and they said, coming up next, a book your kids will actually want to read this summer. So see, that makes you want to go through the ads to stay on board and come back with them. So those are two great resources you can use to kind of get a feel for what makes a great hook, a great pitch. Yeah, the TV people are masters at it for keeping you viewing. And I've got an O Magazine here right in front of me. The three best things you can do for your face today. The bra of your dreams. The simple trick that might save your life. And you are not alone. We're starting a conversation about anxiety, depression, help, and more. I mean, those are just like all of these things are huge teasers, right? Yeah. And under the bra of your dreams, it says practical and pretty. Oh, perfect. (laughs) But exactly, those are all things that make you want to read that. And that's what your goal is when you're pitching the media, is you want them to want to read your email. I even have a client that I worked with who did a pitch like that. They actually used her exact headline on the cover of First for Women magazine. So the title that she pitched, the story that she pitched was Sure Cure for the Wired and Tired. She's a doctor of naturopathy. And they actually wrote an entire article based on her methods and what she was talking about. And they put on the cover of the magazine, Sure Cure for the Wired and Tired. Oh, so they actually used her title. Hook. Yeah. Imagine that, that not only do you get into a magazine, but you get your story idea on the cover cover i know it's so cool i think it's just awesome i love it but that's what can happen if you get really good at this i love it well i know i have a formula called the three hot hooks but i'm wondering if you have any formulas 
for writing a great pitch other than reading the magazine covers, which are brilliant at this, and watching TV. Do you have any formulas to write them so people can follow those formulas? Because sometimes, like, you're a natural at looking at these kinds of things and helping your clients with it, but I don't think it's that easy for most people, even if they're, like, reading all of these covers, to do it for themselves. Yeah, and I don't have an exact formula. I have some tools and resources that I recommend. HubSpot has a blog post generator, which, you know, obviously I know it's it's geared towards blog posts, but you put in three nouns and it's not a perfect science, but it gives you some good ideas to kind of get your creativity going and you'll get an idea for what a good hook is. Yeah, we'll put that link on my blog so you'll be able to get what that link is to put it for the blog post title generator because I think I fooled around with that one too. Yes, HubSpot.com backslash blog dash topic dash generator. Say it again, HubSpot.com backslash blog dash topic dash generator. Great. And then there's another one that I send people to, and it takes about 5, 10, sometimes 15 minutes to go through this. But when you're done, they give you 100 headlines. And I'm telling you, probably 75% of them you can use are really good. And that's called contentideagenerator.com. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's a really good one. I just sent one of my clients to that also to help her for speaking titles. You know, oh, for speaking gigs. Yeah, just great to idea. Kind of stand out more because, you know, we keep hearing the same things in speaking topics, and I really wanted her to get some new ideas just to get fresh ideas. Yeah. And we'll put these links on the blog post. And I know that I did hear you on one of your trainings talk about why it's important to have a blog. And you yeah. have said, I'll let you say it. When yeah, you I know everybody goes, oh, a blog, you know, just one more thing to do. But I mean, if you really, if your goal is to get a lot of media, which as you said, I've been in over 250 media outlets, I've gotten so many sales from it. It's absolutely 100% worth it. But when I'm pitching the media, there's a 95 to 99% chance that that journalist is going to come to my website before they reach out to me to make sure that I am an expert in my industry and I can speak about what I'm pitching. So if you have a blog on that website that has content on there, that shows them that you in fact know what you're talking about. And I found a great resource. I do try to write most of my blogs myself, but sometimes I just run out of time. There's only 24 hours in a day. So I use a resource called textbroker.com, T-E-X-T broker.com. And you basically pay someone to write a blog for you. You give them your topic. You can give them some bullet points because obviously you know your industry pretty well and they'll research it. And then they give you a blog. It's like $15. And then I go back and kind of tweak it more to my voice. You know, they check it for plagiarism, so nothing's copied. This is like actual your content that can be put out there. So do they also do research for you? Yeah. Like if you needed statistics on a topic or, yep. or that. Yep, they can do all of that. Yep. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. For $15. I mean, that's yeah. unbelievable. So no excuses for not having right. any blog posts. The one thing, obviously, you want to have it in your voice. So once they do that, you know, to put it into your style and your voice, because a journalist is also not just looking for the information, but they're looking for you as a thought leader, you as an expert to have something different than all of your competitors. Right. And that's why I say I do go through and and make it my voice, but that's a lot easier when all the content is there to just kind of tweak some sentences and make it sound like you. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear about some stories, like maybe from beginning to end of some of your clients, like how they were trying to get publicity and how you helped them and then what happened and how they got it. Like you talked about your one client who pitched the show for first 
magazine, but I'd love to hear another one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so again, it's knowing your media outlet. I have a client that I worked with who is an entrepreneur who wrote a book called The ADD Entrepreneur, and it's basically how he built his car repair service to a $20 million business and sold it, but he used his traits of ADD to build this business. You know, he couldn't have long meetings with people because he was always distracted. And so it's a great book. It's a great story. Well, we heard just locally reading something, heard something that one of the local news anchors had been diagnosed with ADD in her mid 40s. So we're like, oh, what a perfect pitch. That's a perfect story. And of course, she covered it. She loved it because she was like, whoa, you know, this is now my life, my new life. I have another client who is a productpreneur, has a product, she's out of Oklahoma, and in doing research, we found that one of the morning shows loves to highlight kind of hometown hero type of thing, and this woman manufactures her product in Oklahoma, and she uses people who can't get jobs and college students to actually put the product together, and they love the story. That's why it's so important to just really know the media outlet you're trying to get in and really pay attention to who's on it and what's on it and the kinds of stories that they like yeah and hometown heroes i just want to say is a really underused one and i think it's super fabulous for local publicity and it's a really nice way for you to showcase somebody who is maybe a user of your product or service who's the hero versus you like sometimes people are oh i don't want it to be all about me but what about if it's about one of your clients who or your customers who had a fantastic experience and really something changed because of you and they can get highlighted that's really brilliant for them and making them feel good and because the journalist loves that the hometown hero that's a perennial there's never a deadline that ends for that one for hometown heroes yeah exactly and if you're pitching somebody else for that and tying yourself into it that's another thing too i talked about collaborating earlier but the media likes that i talk about pitching these crazy holidays the non-traditional calendar i was on for national healthy foot month and yeah i mean there's and i've had a lot of clients you know like national honesty day random acts of kindness day so there's a lot of things you can pitch with that but there was a bakery in minnesota and what they pitched for national donut day was the fact that the salvation army Army is why we have donuts because in World War One, Salvation Army went to France and had this fabulous fried dough and brought it back to the U.S. So they collaborated on the story and it was a win-win. It was a win-win for the bakery and it was a win for the Salvation Army because both were able to get coverage about it. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, either. yeah. Do your homework. Do <laughs> see, see what else you can spin into it and who else you can bring in on the story. Because the media likes that. If it can be something like that, that's very newsworthy. Very, you know, it's a cool story. It is a cool story. And I know the resource chases.com, calendarofdays.com. Oh, is that yes, I found exactly. out about yep. the National Donut Day? Is it Chase's Calendar of Days? I think so. I think so. I actually have a product where we put it together every year. Oh. Uh, the whole, really? yeah. What's your product? So it's called PR Press Pass. And if you go to your PRacademy.com backslash PR dash press dash pass, that's one of it. And there's hooks in there and there's over 125 media contacts that we update quarterly and you always have access to it once you're in there. So, you know, the media moves around a lot this way. You know, people buy these lists and then they're obsolete in a month. But if you purchase this, it's updated all the time and you always have access to it. 
Oh, that's great. That's yeah, and then we update really... the calendar. and But yes, yeah, so we put it all together, but I mean, it really worked. I work with clients all the time on that. And again, it's just a little bit of a creative way. And for National Healthy Foot Month, it was interesting because I had pitched my local Fox station and the journalist, the anchor on the news, loved my product but couldn't figure out how to tie it into the stuff they were doing. So I kept pitching. This was February and then April was National Healthy Foot Month. She's like, oh my gosh, I love that. And <laughs> the opening cue said, did you know that April is National Healthy Foot Month? Well, I didn't either, but no matter the weather, it's never fun to wear a medical boot. And then went into this whole story about, you know, I'm a local business person and what I had done and just being a little creative and coming up with something different. I love that because I think so many people are focused on the major holidays, you yeah. know, the Valentine's Day, and it's very competitive, right? But these little days, like National what Month? National Healthy Foot Month, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's not going to be quite as competitive as Valentine's Day. Right, exactly. <laughs> and one of my favorite ones that I used in my presentations was a local bakery here in D.C. And they were on for National Bacon Day because they launched oh. a maple <laughs> bacon cupcake. Oh and God. they launched it on National Bacon Day. Smart as that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So yeah, there are all of these days that you can't even imagine like who has heard of National Bacon Day, you know, much as I, I love bacon, you know. I <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or National Donut Day. I mean, these kind of days, you know, that people have created days for just about everything. So it's like 365. And I'm sure you'll be able to find some of these days that fit into what you're promoting, right? Yeah. And I have to say, probably at least five people I've worked with in the last year, we've gotten on for a crazy holiday. And I've got some coming up this year already. That is so great. Mm -hmm. So for you, like to try to keep up with this sort of thing, like if somebody is doing it for themselves, can they like, you've got your finger on the pulse of the media, right? Right. Is there a way that other people who maybe can't afford a publicist can keep their finger on the pulse of the media? You know what I recommend is I say the goal is that you want to stay in front of X number of journalists in your industry. You know, the ones that are really, you know, where are your customers? Who are the people who can really use you kind of over and over and over again? Like I've been on my local Fox station five times for the same thing, for the medical boot. We've just spun a different angle every time. So don't think you can't do it. You know, people think, oh, well, a medical boot would be one and done, right? On TV, well, it's just been different every time, different segments, different approaches. But I tell people, you know, take a Sunday afternoon and just spend a couple hours and put together a plan for the year. You know, what are 12 evergreen pitches that you could do. Use the non-traditional calendar, use seasonality, anything that's related to your business, and then find those, you know, don't go crazy, find five journalists that are in your local area or in your business publication or in your trade magazine that would be beneficial if they covered you. And this way, you're pitching them once a month, which I've interviewed so many of them. They say it's fine as long as you're pitching them a different idea. You don't always want to give them the same idea over and over again. But this way, you're staying front of mind. So say something does happen like breaking news or something in your industry, they'll remember you. Oh, Susan, she's been sending me stuff every month. She's going to know about this. I'm going to reach out to her and use her as my source. It's building a relationship. That's super smart and really doable because I think people get really overwhelmed, you know, and then they set their sights at the top before doing some local things. But I like the idea that you've been on Fox five times with your medical boot, five different ways. And whether it's your local area or 
you know, you've got your sights on a, you mentioned also like a trade publication that people I think often kind of poo-poo, but trade publications can be really powerful once in your... I'm working with a client right now who has a very unique product. I don't know if you're a runner or a dancer, but a lot of times people lose their toenails when they do these kinds of exercises. So they have a patented, it's almost like a Band-Aid that goes around your toe that you can paint and it looks just like your toenail. So if it's summertime or you've got a wedding or something to go to, and that's exactly what we did. We pitched it to a magazine called Lower Extremity Review, which is read by podiatrists and orthopedic surgeons. And the magazine came out two days ago and they already got an order from it. Like the minute the magazine came out, somebody, it came in the mail, they opened it up and they placed an order. Wow. So not just the consumer, but obviously someone like a podiatrist would be really interested in this. Exactly. Exactly. So you have to think outside of the box. You know, I got on my local NBC because I I actually went backwards. Usually you don't get on national television. You start out on local television. My very first television appearance was on the Steve Harvey show, which was very nerve wracking. But it was one of those. If I blow this, I will never be on television again. But Steve Harvey airs on NBC. So when I knew that the show was going to air, I went to my NBC and said, hey, a local business is going to be on. You know, and I think at that time it aired at one o'clock and the local news was at 12 o'clock. I'm like, this would be a great lead in for that. It's a win-win for everybody at NBC. And they loved it and they had me on. And then they said, bring everything you have. So I think I had 20 decorated medical boots for that segment. It was amazing. That's amazing. I love how you're coordinating your local publicity with your national publicity. Yeah. And your local stations really love that because they already know it's a big story if it's being booked nationally. So they like get the big story just like a national outlet. Yep, you exactly. Know? Yeah, exactly. It's a great anytime you're on anything national, make sure your local station knows about it. That's great advice. And I just want to just reiterate what you said for people who think, oh my God, PR is so overwhelming that Christina said, sit down on a Sunday do 12 evergreen pitches and evergreen means that they're good all year round that they're not necessarily tied to something that's super topical and that using the non-traditional ways of like looking at the different days or a different angle or just getting creative in your head and then find just five journalists or five producers whatever if you're keen on television and pitch once a month so that kind of consistency and pitch something different every month. Yes. And if television is your goal and like national television is your goal, you have to be accessible right then and there. So if that's really what you're doing and you're going to pitch those kinds of things, have your cell phone number on there and answer it. Because if you don't, they're going to go to the next person. Absolutely. And she's really serious about that. Like I remember, you know, when I was doing a lot of work with people getting on Oprah, their philosophy is who the right person is, is the person who's available now. So like you might think, oh, I'm hyper qualified for this. I'm the best person. But if you're not available in that moment and they find another person because you haven't picked up your phone, they'll just go with that person because they're on a tight deadline. When I was chosen to be on the Steve Harvey show, they contacted me that morning and I kind of had to interview with producers throughout the day on the phone. And nine o'clock that night, I had gotten out of a booster club meeting at the high school and I was walking out with my husband and my cell phone rang and it was a Chicago area code. And I said, oh gosh, we got to be Steve Harvey show. And they said, Christina, we'd love to have you 
you on the show. I was like, oh, that's wonderful. When? And they said, we're flying you out tomorrow. What's your airport of choice and the name on your driver's license? So that's how, but of course I went. My husband's like, just go. I'll figure everything out. But if that is your goal, you have to be that accessible person. And that happens more often than you think. And so it's not just for Oprah. Obviously, it's Steve Harvey. It's for a lot of the top shows when they're ready to go and they want you there. It can be like jumping on the plane the next day or that same day. I have a colleague who lives in Chicago. She's a regular on the Today Show, but they will call her sometimes at five o'clock and say, you know, we need you to hop on a plane right now and be on the morning show. And because she has said yes every single time, that is why she is on probably once every other month. Yeah. And so even though she's on regularly, they still make her jump at the last minute often. Yeah. But you have to remember, it's this 24-7 news cycle that we're on. Everything's so last minute. So you just have to be that accessible, wonderful resource for your media contacts, and they will reward you for that. Yes. So just to reiterate, too, you know, your answer is always yes. Yes. And and hopefully you have someone to to help you figure out the logistics if you've got your kids in school or, you know, you have clients lined up and they will all understand and you'll get it figured out. Yes. The last time I was on Fox, I think, was back in November. And same thing. They called me about four o'clock in the afternoon and said, we need you here for the 916 segment in the morning. Of course, I'll be there. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Fantastic. Fantastic. So what do you have in your like jump bag to be ready for media? What do you bring on your media appearances? So depending on what it's for, if it's for cosmetic, of course, I have decorated boots in my office ready to go. I have a big wheelie bag that one of the medical boot manufacturers gave me. It's actually a rolling hockey bag, but it's wonderful. To, I can put, you know, 15, 20 boots in there. Wow. I always have my book ready because that, depending on, you know, if it's more of a business type segment. And they love that. They love authors. If they can say, you know, best-selling author of the name of your book, that adds credibility not only to you, but to them for using you as an expert. And the one thing I say, and I've got some free videos on my website for it, but know how to do television makeup. That is critical. I went, I was down in Texas. You know, you have the Steve Harvey show. Well, they have hair and makeup. I didn't realize that local television doesn't have that. So I was down in Texas on a segment. I was in a white shirt. I wore my normal makeup and I looked horrible. I look like a ghost. So again, if this is something you want to do and you want to be this local media expert, make sure you know the right colors to wear in terms of clothing. You don't want to wear patterns on television and know how to do your makeup. Have a makeup bag that's like a TV makeup that's ready to go. Do you use false eyelashes too? Absolutely. Yeah. So you know how to put them on. Yeah, I use individual ones. I don't use the whole strip. Yeah. But and even just having some, I'm very lucky that a friend that I've grown up with since middle school has been with Fox News as a makeup artist for 20 years. So she taught me a lot of what to do. If this is what you want to do, it's worth making that investment, either getting your makeup done if you have time, but if it's a morning kind of thing, you're not going to have time. You know, go to the Mac store at the mall and have or hire a makeup artist to teach you what to buy and how to put it on. You have to wear heavier makeup and you have to wear a lot of powder and a lot of lipstick and even men. And there's a, we have a video segment in the video series as well about makeup for men because you really do need it as well. Yeah. And trying to get a man to wear a little mascara and do some yeah. eyebrows, that's yeah. kind of a, uh, maybe 
sometimes they put up a little bit of a fuss, but powdered for no shine is a must. Is a must. Sure, hair gel. Yeah, so I joke about the men's makeup bag. We right. teach them what to pack. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I was training some stock analysts about makeup and they all were just kind of looking at me. <laughs> you know what I was saying? And if you dare, you know, you could even wear a little mascara. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's great. So yeah, go to your local favorite makeup counter, whether it's Mac or someone else to get TV makeup because the powder and the pancake, the, the foundation and the powder is totally different than normal makeup. And yep. then when I asked Christine about her false eyelashes, it's to, to make your eyes pop, you know, to really make them stand out. And the kind of colors that you want to wear that are good for you, that are solids mostly. Yeah. And no Bright, small, so, yeah. No small patterns and no jangling earrings. That's just a quick, and I know that you, your hair always looks done. So you obviously have the hair thing down. So yeah, it's always nicer when somebody else does it for you. But yeah, you, it's really important. You know, just think of that impression that you're giving. And if you look good and you look professional and, you know, people are going to want to hire you. They're going to want to work with you. And you always wear such great colors. I see you in peach and pink. Uh, and, and Yeah, know your colors. Know yeah, what you know look good in. That and is, those are always so great, great. If you can wear those colors, like what Christina wears, the peach and the pink, those are really great TV colors. Yeah. So if you can wear those. And a lot of people can, or the deeper, like turquoisey kind of blues. Choose those colors that look really good on you because they really work well on TV. Yeah. So I'm going to give your website again, which is prforanyone.com because on your website, you can go. I love this idea of your PR press pass too, to keep current on that at your um, PR Academy. Is it PRacademy.com? Your PRacademy.com backslash PR-press-pass. And it'll, we're updating the website right now, so it'll be on there with a link to it. But for right now, we can just put a link on that. Oh, great. And we'll put that a link on the blog to that as well as to your prforanyone.com. But I love this idea because it just makes it so easy since you keep that current. I think a lot yeah. of lists, like you said, are not current and you spend a lot of money buying them. And then they're not updated. You know, right. it takes a long time to update it. I can't tell you how many times when I was a publicist and I was using a database. At that time, we were on the phone 24-7. I mean, we yeah. were on the phone really literally my assistant and I 10 hours a day and I would hear this pause I used bacons which was oh you know, right I remember, remember that yes yeah. right so I used bacons and I just dreaded the time when there was this pause when I asked for someone and they said I'm sorry but he's dead oh I heard that so often I'd be going like oh you know oh. I'd say well I'm really and I wouldn't say like how long ago did he pass away because I'm like it right. was supposed to be updated every year right oh and I would just goodness. say oh I'm so sorry is there someone who's taken his place right because sometimes when I did ask because I'd be curious sometimes it was three years ago and wow, yeah. it hadn't been updated. And, and LinkedIn is a great resource to just check quickly. I mean, I can't tell we, my assistant and I use that all the time. Most people are on LinkedIn. So if you're not sure if that journalist is still that publication, you know, a lot of times it'll say formerly with, you know, Better Homes and Gardens, and then it tells you where they are now. But, you know, you can search LinkedIn for who the right contact is. I actually just did that. I was updating O Magazine, and one of the editors that I thought was still there was not. And yeah. we had a brand new magazine. I checked her out on LinkedIn. You're right. And I found out where she is currently. So that's a great idea. That is so great. Anything that I haven't asked you that you wanted to add? This is wonderful information, I think, for people who are either newbies or experienced or people who have been wanting to get started in PR and just have been holding back for fear or for whatever reason, or just thinking it was too much work. That this is just yeah, like- once you get into a flow, it becomes so easy. But one of the things I recommend absolutely wholeheartedly is help a reporter out. 
Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I, ju- I just got a nice little goodie box from them. Apparently, I'm one of their biggest success stories oh. because I continue to have success with them. Um, that's how I got on the Steve Harvey show. I got on Dr. Oz because I built a relationship with a producer from a Harrow query. Just a couple months ago, Forbes did an incredible article about both my businesses. So I yeah, I saw the sales spike in Casmetic and I saw my book went back up to bestseller status. And that can be overwhelming. I, I get that. It's, you know, three times a day they email you queries and if it fits, you respond and you, but you have to be quick. And there's some things I figured out, though, and I have a free PDF on how I do it and how I've had so much success and anyone can download it. It's a free gift from Christina.com and Christina's with a CH, but it's a four page PDF that shows you step by step exactly what I do. You know, be timely, be brief address it to the person if there's a name on there and then you create boilerplates for that so you get you just kind of have to cut and paste when there's a good query and I don't spend more than five minutes a day on Harrow and I have success all the time it's a great resource help a reporter out.com I've got a client who's using it right now for Valentine's Day and has already been booked on a couple of articles and radio yeah. and being in the gift guides I said go ahead and you know pitch your book to the gift guide so it is great, but you do have to respond very quickly because yes. it's, it's super competitive. And you have to remember to put in your bio and yes. link to your... I know, I remember doing an ad for Hero and doing a webinar, and so many people said, I didn't know I had to put my bio in the pitch. Or even I interviewed somebody, this is when they were back with Focus before they got bought by Cision. And I was interviewing someone at Focus and she said at that time, 67% of pitches did not have contact information in them. No. 67%. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So yeah, if you're going to go to all the trouble to write the pitch, make sure you give your phone number and your email. Wow. That seems so basic, but I think people forget it. That's so important. And like you were saying, make sure to put your cell phone in there so if they want to pick up and talk to you right now they can so if they don't feel like emailing and they they need to talk to you asap right you for sure want to have your cell phone in there but your bio and your link to your website and your blog for sure so they can get a look at you too particularly for tv you know so that's great that's shocking is there anything that you wanted to add before harrow so it's helpareporterout.com and they're free queries which means that reporters who are working on stories right now are looking for experts to either comment or be featured either in an article or on a radio or tv show or on a blog that they're looking for experts now and by the way an expert is not how much experience you've had but how well you fit for what they're asking in that moment and how quickly you can respond to them and that they can use your response. Exactly. And I just checked to make sure it's helpareporter.com, just so we send people to the right place. Oh, okay. So it's not help a reporter out. Help a yeah, they call it help a reporter help out, a but a the actual website is helpareporter.com. Yeah. And it's free to join. And it's free and it's super easy. It's two things. You put your name and your email address and then you'll start getting the queries. Absolutely. So it's fantastic. So we've got tons of great resources and I'll be putting all of the links that we talked about in the blog post and Christina Dave's link is prforanyone.com and we'll put all the other special links in the blog post as well. So you'll be able to listen to this and get all these great resources. And thank you so much for all of this fantastic information and for your enthusiasm and your passion and your excitement for yourself and your clients. I really appreciate that and your clarity and all of your super great advice. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. Me too. Hop on over to BeAMediaDarling.com for any of the resources that we mentioned in this episode and also for free goodies. You'll also find over there some surprises because I would love to be able to delight you. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Be a Media Darling podcast with me, Susan Harrow. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And remember, speak your mind, stand your ground, sing your song. I look forward to meeting you.